This week's Whiskey and Things podcast has been brought to you by the number 84 and the colour orange. <laughs> and we try a core component of the Johnny Walker blends as we ask the question, car do or car don't, when we try the Cardu Gold Reserve Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. You can find some podcast companions in the form of our social media accounts with photos and video clips from the show and all kinds of stuff over at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to share our podcast with your whiskey friends as well. Put it in your Facebook groups and all those kind of things. It really helps us out. Thank you. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 84. I am Dave Giles. And I am Nick Kent of Kent. How are you, Dave <laughs> Giles of Essex? Yes. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Voice is a little bit delicate. And I think I know just the trick. Lemsip. That's a weird sounding Lemsip. <laughs> that was a bit of a squeaker, wasn't it? A bit of that a was squeaker. a squeaker. Oh, yeah, that's got some ear-piercing uh, frequencies going on in that. Yeah, it's a shame, because uh, it's a good, sturdy cork. Oh, dear. Oh, a bit of a pop there. Third yeah. time lucky. Oof, oof. Hey, how, how are you? How are you? Uh, so your voice is back. Last yeah, yeah, time yeah, I yeah. saw you, it was last Saturday. And it wasn't... Well, no. Yeah. Last Monday. It was, was a it? Monday gig. Oh, it was a Monday that's gig. What, that's, that's what's, what's me confusing off. you. Yeah, this last week has been crazy, because we did a gig on a Monday. Who does Who, who has a wedding on a on Monday? It? Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. uh, voice came back, then did more gigs, and now I'm feeling delicate again. So yeah, okay. pouring pouring myself some of this week's whiskey. Oh, we're going straight straight in. It's not even a. Uh, it's not even a little hello, and then well, then a sting, well, and then straight in. We're going well, straight well, straight in. Well, I just seem to it just seemed to roll. How are you, Nicholas? Wearing I'm fine, your thank you. Lovely yellow t-shirt, which I I think it suits you really I've well. I've actually tried to wear orange. I'm, I've got my orange lights out. And I, thought, I, I will. I might actually change the colour of my t-shirt in post. See how orange I can get it. Orange seems to be the, the in thing, as we'll talk about later, yeah. uh, or in a minute, actually. <laughs> but there we go. But yeah, um, <laughs> Nick, give me a sting. Get Nick, give me a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, I've already popped it and uh, and, and poured it, but this week's. Whiskey. Oh, good low range. Good to know for my gear. Sounded really on. good. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Cardu. Gold Reserve. Who? who? Single malt <laughs> Scotch whiskey. Card who? Card don't. <laughs> or yes. card? Well, well, that's the question we'll answer today. Cardu or card don't? That is the question. Uh, <laughs> Carby or not Carby? No, that doesn't work. That's a anyway, loose one, but I'll leave it in. <laughs> Uh, I received this bottle a few years back from someone, I don't know who, I can't remember, it may have been my dad, it may have been someone at a gig, it's been in my collection for a while, and I've been waiting to have it for the podcast, I don't know why I do this, right? You I don't, don't know do why that, you do it, I don't do but it. But no. I always never have any whiskey, and like, I don't open it or try it until we've done it. Yeah, now that's weird to me, I, I, you know, I like to open things and get a feel for it. Well, I wait to open stuff till I've got the photography done. For the for the socials, Dave. That's when I save the whiskey. Um, but uh, mainly, I just open it and try it. Fair yeah. enough. Live it a well, bit. Live we it a will. Bit. Uh, anyway, we'll talk. We about will talk more later. about what it is in a bit. Whether you should car do or car don't. <laughs> anyway, Nick, I got a rant. I've got a rant. 
Oh, you got a rant, have you? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was in, uh, I was in an orange flavored supermarket. Sainsbury's. You know? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and Other supermarkets are available. <laughs> they well, I know the color seemed appropriate, um, but I was in this orange flavored supermarket, and they were pushing Hague Mediterranean orange. Yeah, I've seen these around. There's a bit of an orange uh, obsession going on in the in whiskey at the moment. Yeah, but like what? <laughs> My rant when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, fuck off!" Pop that out, right? Like, because it might be because I really don't like Hague. Really, and you I, never mentioned it. Yeah, I know, right? But come on, like, it seems oh, Christmas is coming. Everyone loves orange at Christmas, chocolate orange and. Orange with cloves in the in the on the Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff, and chocolate orange is everywhere. Every you know you can get a chocolate orange twirl at the moment. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen a lot of the orange flavor stuff. Yeah, orange flavoring everywhere, and I was like, really whiskey, orange flavored whiskey. Might be nice, Dave. Might be nice. It's not technically a whiskey. It's uh, it's thirty five percent ABV, which makes it a spirit drink. And and doesn't that just sum everything up? nicely i don't even feel i need to say anymore okay i'm sure it's lovely but well it has its uses i'm sure it's a cocktail drink but whether or not you should just use normal hague and then squeeze a bit of orange in it i don't know i haven't tried that one i tell you the one i have tried the jameson orange is that a, is that also a spirit drink it's also a spirit drink 35 percent, and that's brand new as well so they're doing it as well that's <sighs> brand new as well Shame on you. Two James. different companies as well. Uh, Haig is Diageo. Jameson is not. Um, <laughs> Irish Jameson Distillers Group. Not. not. <laughs> Irish Distillers Group, I think it is. Middleton. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, that's a 35er. And I have tried that. Danny Gruff brought some around to my house the other day because he was excited to uh, try it. He bought it. He's a big Jameson fan. So he bought it and brought it around. And we opened it. And it smelled like orange aid. Couldn't actually smell. And we tried it neat. We couldn't actually taste the Jameson in it. It's very orangey. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, disappointing, just like... Well, yeah, I just didn't see the point of it. It didn't blow me away as I want to... I'm not going to buy a bottle, that's for sure. Um, mm. And as well, it's made for cocktails, and we made it with a... Uh, we had it neat first, then we had it with lemonade, which they suggest on the bottle or on the website, or wherever we saw that. So we tried it with the lemonade, and then we ended up actually topping it up with original Jameson, just so we could actually <laughs> taste some Jameson in there. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it just became a bit of like a really still, strong mixer, which then yeah. we topped up with whiskey anyway. It so, still wants to have some original flavour, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't, like at least didn't get Jack, it. Jack Daniels honey still does have a little bit of Jack Danielsness to it. But that's not Jack, that's not a whiskey, that's a liqueur, it's a honey liqueur. That's yeah, but it's, but it's called Jack Daniels honey, that's my point. Yeah. It's a similar yeah, it's thing, a brand, right? It's a spirit yeah. drink, right? Yeah. But it still has an element of Jack Daniels to it. Is that actually a spirit drink? What's the proof on that? 35 or 30. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's 35. I didn't know that. You're welcome. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so not sure. I mean, if the if the Jameson's one, no good. The Hague one's going to be... <laughs> Just, uh. I'll tell you what, next time we're out together, we'll try some in the bar. So oh, we don't have to buy I, a whole do bottle. Reckon, do you reckon it will be at a bar, though? Yes, I think it will. It will be behind a bar somewhere. It's made for that environment. Yeah. People have seen David Beckham on the telly and they're like, oh, we'll have some of that. The thing is, right, 
if you're well, people do... will be making cocktails with it. They'll be asked to make cocktails with it to promote it and stuff. Yeah. So there is an orange thing that's coming out though, which I am interested about, right? And that's because this is kind of interesting. And I've ordered a bottle, and it's the um, the second Bimber Club. I know you've ordered a bottle too. I have. It's mad that that came out the day or two days after we talked about it with Mark Littler on last week's yeah. show. It literally was announced like the next day, you know, after we were talking about getting it to uh, um, start our vertical, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah? yeah. Once that arrives, Absolutely. we've started a vertical. Vertical Don't collection. Absolutely. But it's interesting because it's this uh, <clears throat> first fill American oak, ex-bourbon barrels. But then it's expertly married and finished in vino de naranja cask, uh, which is orange wine, orange wine (laughs) from Spain, um, which is macerating white wine with orange pills. That sounds interesting. I'd like to try that on its own. Yeah, just the wine. See, that does sound interesting. Yeah, I'm intrigued. What citrus notes are going to come out? Yeah. So actually, also looking forward to this whiskey as well, because it's obviously not orange flavoured but it's orange in there influenced. somewhere influenced yeah. there'll be something in there um, so what stayed in the wood zestiness exactly yeah. what zestiness has stayed in that wood and of course it has an orange label and an orange tube um, which again it goes with the old orange vibe of this is orange Autumn everywhere isn't it yeah 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 so any, any, what else has come out that's orange Nick it's orange everywhere isn't there it there is orange everywhere um, I'll, I'll talk about this one first. We'll get off the whiskey. We'll just talk about uh, Billy Abbott's new book. Oh, yeah. Out. I actually want to get this. The Philosophy of Whiskey is out. Uh, he talked about this in episode 65 back in June, if you want to go actually hear about it. That's got an orange cover. Yeah. It looks lovely as well. It looks like a really nice book. And yeah. um, really so happy for Billy that he's, he's got it done, to be honest. Yeah, me too. It's uh, uh, 10 quid. If anyone wants to get it and get it online. What, what great putting, value. Yeah, I'll be putting a couple of links up. You can get it cheaper from the guy who went to space. But uh, <laughs> if you want to go get it from somewhere else, um, yeah, go there, I'd say. But there we go. It's published by the British Library. You can probably just go to the British Library if you're in London, if you're passing. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Pick it up from the source. Why not? Just so you know, it is also on sale on the Whiskey Exchange. I looked earlier. I couldn't find it. Oh, it says not available. This product is currently out of stock. Oh, I mean, that would be why. Nick, also, orange just feels like it's the packaging colour color of the, I don't know, what am I looking? What words am I looking for here, Nick? Season. Season. Yeah, I mean, is I suppose it, it does have a little tunnel feel. Is yeah, it a pumpkin w- thing? That, oh, yeah. oh, pumpkin. Oh, is it? Is it an October, November pumpkin vibe? I don't know. I mean, I I'm surprised know. orange hasn't been used on more whiskey branding because it, whiskey is a kind of orangey colour, isn't it? So, I don't know. Maybe they try and get away from that. I don't know. Maybe. I remember trying to use orange as a colour for all our logos and stuff, and it just didn't look right. Interesting. The beginning? Do you I do the remember beginning? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it didn't orangey. look right. It didn't look right, did it? Didn't look right. So we went with black. None more black, <laughs> everyone. You know, really standing out with that bright black. Right. Yes. Black. And Cotswolds as well. They brought out their new bourbon cask release last week. Oh, yeah. That's got an orange label. And, um,. Kind of like a brownie box, but with that orange label again. So I'm saying it's more like an orange. Um, but yeah, that came out last week. Um, is that one we've tried? That is one we've tried. And Ooh. I think we're going to be airing the episode where we try it yes. next week. I think because the two whiskies 
this one's come out now, but the other whiskey we tried, um, which we weren't allowed to talk about, and we're technically not allowed to talk about now, but that comes out on the 1st. So the one which airs on the 3rd, which is next week, I think we're going to be able to put that one out. Nice. Yeah. We won't talk much about it now, but it was very, it was tasty, that one, and the well, other secret one. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed everything I drank there, so, uh, <laughs> which was... A yeah. lot. Um, so it was first fill ex bourbon casks. So yeah. Um, yeah, but orange everywhere. Have we missed out? I'm, we must have missed something. Hey, it, listeners, if we've missed something orange, because it seems to be everywhere, please let us know what we've missed. Or if you've had an orange whiskey kind of drink, let us know. Let us know what you think about it. I mean, I suppose. And the thing is, this is what's confusing me, Nick. Is that whiskey is essentially. You know, you look, think about an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned is one of my favourite cocktails, and it's got a bit of orange zest sp- yeah. sprinkled in kind of thing. Yeah. So they are linked anyway. Like, orange and whiskey do go together well, clearly. Mm, that's mm. that's not anything new. So I don't know. I, I don't know why. I think I'm not sure if it's just because it was Haig that's made me feel so negatively towards <laughs> anything that's called whiskey orange. Am I the first to do it? I don't know. I, I can't well, imagine. Yeah. I'm sure I saw Jameson posting about it well before I saw that bottle. Yeah. It seems in, like such a summery thing though, doesn't it? Was it around in the summer? No. No, it wasn't. No, so I, think it is, it I, think it, I think it is a winter thing. You think? Yeah, because like Matchmakers and Terry's Chocolate Orange, they're always pushed in, pushed more in, uh, in the run up to Christmas. Oh, okay. Right. I don't know why that is, but anyway. Yeah, they're not like they're in season. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand life in general, to be honest. Um, you know, it's all just a... Oh. Anyway, <laughs> orange and whiskey. Old fashioned, that's where it should be. That's where it should be, in my yeah. opinion. In my opinion, and as well, just uh, have normal whiskey. If you're going to put lemonade in it, put lemonade in it and just squeeze a bit of orange in there. Fantastic. Yeah. Although yeah. I am intrigued by what Bimber are doing. But... Oh, yeah. But that's, uh, that's something <laughs> different altogether. That's a yeah. proper whiskey. Yeah, it's going to be like 50-odd percent, that one. Yeah. Not a 35% spirit drink. Imagine if Bimba bought out a spirit drink. But isn't there an orange liqueur? Liqueur. Dead googly. There's, there's, there's loads, doesn't there? I'm sure there's loads of, like, orange. Triple sec, yeah. Contro. There's loads of orange-based liqueur. Contro is, like, a really famous one. And that's used in, um, in loads of whiskey cocktails as well. I think I've got an orange gin under here. Yeah, but that's still 41%. I don't know how that's made. Yeah, a whiskey sidecar is uh, is a cocktail with Contro and whiskey. Ah, so there we go. Um, I'll just drop this at the end. The thing that I think annoys me is the fact that they're the same price as the original bottles. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah. So, nah. They're gimmicky. Hague, so Hague Original, twenty four ninety nine. And the Mediterranean, which is five percent ABV less, is still twenty four ninety nine. Um, but it's flavoured orange, Nick. And the same okay. with the Jameson, twenty two fifty for both of them. <laughs> oh God! So, yeah, just just buy the Jameson and buy an orange. <laughs> just, just do that. Pour some lemonade in it, squeeze an orange in it, and it's fresh. It's not orange flavour. They say natural orange flavour as well on both of them. Which can be anything, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know what? I create my own pop. Fuck it. Just buy the original Jameson. 
coffee orange versions and just and just make your own. Uh, but don't don't bother with Hague. <laughs> or do if that's your kind of thing. But but yeah. just buy the normal Hague. <laughs> anyway, or, or don't. Um, right. anyway, anyway, Nick, give, give me a sting. Pow. Whiskey. Well, what do you think of this car? Do what do we think of this car? Do you going to tell me a bit bit about it first? I'm going to tell you all about it, mate. I'm going to tell you all about it. This is one of the originals. Um, you might not have seen it much around because it's it's mainly popular in Spain and France and stuff, apparently. But this Cardu is one of the main components of Johnny Walker blends. Oh. And Cardu Distillery is known as the home of Johnny Walker. Ooh. Or the space side home of Johnny Walker. Anyway, so I thought it would be cool for you to try because we know how much you love the Johnny Walker brand. So I thought I'd introduce you to another aspect of them, Dave. Interesting. Yes. What's special about it then as a single malt? Anything? I couldn't find much on the actual whiskey itself. Apart from that, it's uh, in toasted casks. Here we go. The only thing I could find was actually like on the winter, on the whiskey exchange. Cardu is known for being an easy drinking and sweeter style of whiskey. Gold Reserve has been aged in toasted oak casks, which has led to notes of toffee apples. But then again, it, I couldn't find when they were toasted. Are they retoasted? Because they're all going to be toasted anyway if it's ex bourbon, um, which I'm presuming they are. Um, but yeah, it's not much on it. My main thing is it's got quite a cool history. Um, I don't know how much you love history. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Kent's History Hour. It's cool though. And now you're going to love this. Cardu was originally spelt Cardu, Dave. Um, <laughs> As in car, <laughs> do. Well, the spelling of this whiskey is C A R D H U, everyone. Um, but it was originally spelt C A R D O. W, which is Cardow. Yeah, Cardow, which is what the actual town is called, uh, uh, where it's from. Uh, and uh, they renamed it later on, which I'll get to. But the success of this distillery, actually, you can owe it to two women, Helen and Elizabeth Cummings. Um, Helen was the wife of John Cumming, and they ran a farm in Cardew, Cardow, uh, near Archie's town, Murray, Scotland, uh, in the late 18th and early 19th century. Elizabeth was John's mother, so I'm guessing they lived with her on this farm. If you look at the bottle, Dave, it says it's established 1824, I believe. It does, do. yeah. yeah. Dave's got the bottle this week, everyone. But they were distilling illegally long before that, and apparently it's known that in 1816, John, the, the husband, was convicted for distilling without official licences three times, <laughs> and, he was, and he was also known as a bit of a smuggler before that. Um, they couldn't afford the licenses, apparently. So, you know, I'm sure they would have loved to. Um, but Helen, the wife, did most of the distilling, apparently, and uh, would make whiskey for local farmers, uh, selling it to passers-by through her kitchen window. Wow. Yeah, Which would well, explain... Right, so I'm going to go back to the bottle, right? Absolutely. So, yes, have a look at that. There's very little information on the bottle. Yeah. The lovely wooden cork. It's a very... It's a wooden stopper, right? Uh, so yeah. So a cork uh, and then a big chunky sorry, wooden top. wooden cork. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wooden stopper. It's kind of a unique bottle shape compared to anything else we've had. Square uh, and fat. But with these kind of curved Pumps. bits. Yeah. At the side. But very little information. But what it does have around the top, the neck of it, it's wearing a scarf, 
uh, that says the Cummins of Cardu, Distillers of Distinction, and it has H. Cummins signature, which I'm guessing is Helen Cummins, yeah. distilled and bottled in Scotland. Uh, and then there's a little label on the front that says Cardu Distillery with an image of it and a label that just has single malt Scotch whiskey, cast selection, 1824, 40%. And then it says around the edge of that label, the Cummins of Cardu were known for their hospitable nature and generous spirit. Yes, apparently the mum used to like help people who were in conflict and stuff. If there was people having arguments around, she'd be the one to stick her nose in and sort it out, apparently. But that's literally all it is. On the back, they've just got the medical stuff and the please recycle and the, and the customs yeah. stuff. Is there so, a picture on the label, Dave? It, there's a tiny little one, as I said, at the top of like a kind of bit of the distillery. Not is a there picture, nothing on the, actual, on the actual a, label? Yeah, there's a tiny woman with a flag. Ah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. That's Helen. That's Helen. That's Helen, and I'll tell you what she's doing. This is from scotchwhiskey.com, this little section I've got. In those days, the Nokandu area was littered with illicit stills. When the excise men arrived in Cardow, or Cardu, or arrived at the farm, they would often be billeted there while conducting their local investigations. Helen coming would cook them a meal... And while they ate, slip out the back door and raise a red flag to warn neighbours of their arrival. So, yeah, that's the logo. That's her holding up the red flag, warning all the other distilleries around that the excise man was in town. There's another bit here from um, a book called Cardu, The World of Malt Whiskey by Brian Spiller. It said, on one occasion, when brewing, she was warned that they, the excise men, were approaching... And there was just enough time to hide the distilling apparatus, to substitute the materials of bread making, and smear her arms and hands with flour. Uh, when the knock came to the door, she opened it with a welcoming smile and the words, this is Scottish, so uh, sorry, come our, Ben, I'm just baking. Come on in, I'm just baking. I'm not doing anything <laughs> illegal in here. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, that's what that's what she was kind of known for. Going back, have you heard the word billeted before? Uh, it means posted, doesn't it? So, so it's like when someone uh, you, you can get billeted somewhere, uh, as in if you're on. I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, if you're part of a team and you're sent to uh, another part of the world, you'll get billeted to different accommodations. Okay, okay, yeah. Because my dad used to use it all the time. Let's he's go back the, to the billet. He's a military, isn't he? He was in the navy. Yeah, that would. Let's be go why. back to the billet. Let's yeah, go to house. the billet. Yeah, yeah why did you look it up? Yeah, because I was, but it's a specific thing I didn't know about. I've, I looked it up on the on the dictionary. A place, especially a civilian's house, where soldiers were lodged temporarily. The sergeant gave them leave uh, to rest while officers went in search of billets. Yeah, so it's where it's a place where it's like digs or like yeah. 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 Basically, people's houses. Digs. But my dad yeah. would be like going back to the billet. And um, a friend of my parents used to run a pub called the Crooked Billet, which <laughs> I never knew what it was. It was just the Crooked Billet. But now I know what the billet is. So there we go. Um, if you're listening, Dad, I now know what the hell you were talking about. Um, I'm not sure if he listens. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Yes. But there we go. Um, but um, obviously, it says on there uh, established uh, 1824. That, obviously they were doing it a long time before that. But in 1824, the Cummings could afford to buy their distilling licence um, after the Excise Act of 1823 had reduced their duties. They bought new stills, and in the beginning they were helped selling and distributing their whisky by their friend George Smith, who later founded Glenlivet. We talked uh, about him before. 
we have done him before. He's on a box up there somewhere. Cool. Seeing the demands of whiskey grow, Elizabeth Cummings, the mum, John's mum, and bought new ground not far away from the previous farm and built a new Cardu distillery, and they could produce three times as much whiskey than the old one. And then here's the big one. In 1893, Elizabeth sold Cardu to John Walker and Sons for £20,000 and £500, or £20,500, uh, <laughs> and ensured that her family actually had shares in Walker's company, which is very smart. She died a year later, so she didn't get a chance to see the success that her wise decision uh, meant for the distillery. And it meant it could also survive uh, through tough times, because like the whiskey market crash of 1898, which I won't go into now, because it's Thanks. boring. Um, <laughs> yes. There's another bit from Brian Spiller's book here about her. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and this is actually a quote from a local journalist at the time. So 18 odd. Um, <laughs> you know, there's only a hundred years in it. 18 odd. Yeah. Um, she had herself by her wise and far seeing management of her affairs, put the business in a position that had secured its success. Her own hand was in everything. Nothing better could have been made of it, even by a man who was constantly before the world, Dave. Even by a man. <laughs> wow. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you zoned out ages ago. I did zone out ages ago. <laughs> anyway, from between 1899 and 1960, it got bigger. There was like two phases of making it bigger. It got sold to the Distillers Group, who later were named Diageo. And um, they just uh, strived, basically. It was in 1965 that the word Cardu became a trademark brand and uh, they were able to sell whiskey as a single malt. And it was 1981 that the name of the distillery was also changed from Cardow to Cardu. No, that's not how it's actually pronounced, but, you know, for listeners' benefit. And there was actually, uh, Cardu is the Scots Gaelic word, meaning black rock. C A R N. D-U-B-H, by any chance? It was, yeah. That's the only bit of information I've given, Dave. So if you could help me with a pronunciation. No, no I, I, have you given me that bit? I haven't, yeah. Oh, it's on the next page. Um, just because I knew dub was black. Oh, okay. There you go. Because Dublin is also Gaelic. And the original, the Gaelic spelling of Dublin is D-U-B-H. It, Dublin translates to Blackpool. Oh, yeah. I've Gaelic. heard that. I've heard that so, before. Yeah, sorry, a bit convoluted there, but uh, there it is. No, it was anyway, less convoluted than my reading. There, if so, you're still yeah. here after all that wonderful history, I cut that down. I've cut a lot out. Brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some yeah. people like the history, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's down to two ladies why this distillery is around and why Johnny Walker maybe tastes like it is. Um, you know, is it still there? Yeah, the original one or the second one that they built. Mm. The original original was a farm. They have a visitor centre and all kinds of stuff. Um, so we should really go find out. I'm not sure about the original one. I'm sure the second one is just been, they've just made it bigger and bigger. I would have thought. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Something to find out. Absolutely. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I'd rather go. I'd rather go and, and, <laughs> and do it in real life. Then I might remember some of what you've just said. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway... It was, it was longer than I wanted it to be. I'm pretty sure we're going to be drinking a whiskey. Are we supposed to be talking about a whiskey? I can't remember what. <laughs> can't remember what's going on in my life right now. Tastes like a space side. Right, sting me. You're listening to 
the Whiskey and Things podcast. Yeah, so on the nose, I forgot it all about it. Yeah, smells like whiskey. Uh, there is a sweetness to it. Bit of cake mixture in there, dried fruits, sultanas, raisins, that kind of stuff. Everything you would really expect from a from a Highland slash Bayside whiskey. Really, I think. Yeah, it's weird that I can actually pick out some orange in it though. This week. That's oh, shut up. It's because yeah. you've got oranges on the brain. Nah, it is on the nose for sure. There's this zestiness to the top end, to the highlights. Right. There is a zestiness to it. <laughs> yeah, it's really pleasant. I'd, I'd like it. That's actually a very pleasant smell. To drink, the first sip, which I had, a, I had about seven hours ago now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, feels that long ago. The oh. first sip I felt was really smoky. Okay. But then every sip since then, I've hardly picked out the smoke at all. Uh, and I'm definitely getting that apple orchard vibe and a sweetness as well. So I think that toffee apple vibe, I, I've not really had many toffee apples, so I don't really have a reference to that. Um, but I can see where that's coming from for sure, because I'm definitely mm. getting orchard fruits, like summer fruit squash. Getting some no, of that. Yeah, I'm not getting that. No. No, for me, this is a, it's a Christmas market. Okay, fair enough. Wherever the, the sights, sounds, and smells. It's very comforting. It is a really it, it nice is, drop. It is very easy to drink. Yeah, which is what they said. Reminds me a little yeah. bit of Dow Winnie. Right, okay. Yeah, well, they might be using the same barley, might be using the same, you know, and they're both, I think they're quite high altitude as well. I think mm. this is quite high altitude because they were trying to, well, they're able to hide from people back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I think if anyone is new to whiskey and was having this, they'd have, you just got to get past that first sip, yeah. which for me was really smoky. Um, Are you getting a Johnny Walker really, vibe? I am a little bit, but nice. I don't know whether, yeah. Again, I couldn't find anything else about it, so I didn't know whether, I don't think it is peated, whether it is a smoked, um, how they have dried the bar. Well, that would be, it's toasted, did you say it was toasted something or other? To- toasted oak cask. Yeah. yeah, so that would be a little bit of the smoke in that, wouldn't it? I don't know if that, no, I don't think that's where it comes from. Um, I think the toasted taste doesn't come from the cask primarily. I've read that somewhere. It's more the sweetness and stuff comes from that because when you toast it again, the sugars get released. Okay, fair enough. I'm um, talking rubbish, aren't I? Don't know what I'm talking about. rubbish. It makes complete, you think it makes complete sense, but I've read somewhere, I've been saying it as well, but I've I've read somewhere that, or heard somewhere that it's not that. It's the, the caramelization of those sugars in the wood when it's toasted again. That's the flavor that comes out. Mm. So the actual smokiness will be coming from the spirit itself. Do you know what? When I've I've been looking at this bottle on my shelf for a while now and thinking I'm not looking forward to this one. I don't know why. It looks boring. That's it why. looks boring. Yeah, it does. But and, and 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 while this isn't blowing me away by any stretch, like I'm never going to turn around to you and go, "Oh, that was one of my favourite drops." It's really nice. It's very pleasant. Yeah, yeah it's like, pleasant. If I saw it in a bar and it was it was only a couple of options in a bar, I would probably pick it. Be honest, I wouldn't just because of the bottle. I'm not a fan of the bottle to be honest. And, I don't know. I know you shouldn't like judge stuff like that. Yeah, I think they could do with a rebranding or just make get, just give more information as well. Maybe there's nothing interesting to say about it though, Nick. Maybe all that history is really boring, so that's why they don't put it on the label. Um, but it, it, I think I made it more boring <laughs> than it is. You know, everyone loves talking about excise men. You know. Um, yeah, I love a tax man. Me. Well, yeah, I was trying to make it, make it exciting. If it was a movie, get Michael Bay to make it. And, you know, she, you know, Helen Cumming would jump out the back window, like, head first with the red flag on fire 
you know, to warn the uh, distillers Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that, that Les Mis may actually be uh, a version of the you story reckon? of Cardu. Yes. Cardu, the musical. Yeah. Le, le, le Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so is it a Cardu or a Cardon't? How much is it? Do you want to know? I think that will depend on whether I think it's worth it or not. Yeah. I w- hoping it's not more than 25 quid. It's more than 25 quid. <sighs> By a lot? Yes. If you're like, yeah. Don't tell me it's over 40 quid. It's not over 40 quid, but it's, it's about a third more than 25 quid. So it's 34. It's 36. I said about. 36.95 on the Whiskey Exchange. Um, it's more expensive mm. in Tesco with a club card. 37.50. That doesn't usually happen. Well done, Whiskey Exchange. Um, yeah, I'm not right. I'm not rating it for that. Sorry. No, I don't either. There's other things out there I'd rather spend £37 on. Yeah, um, agreed. Which would look nicer on my shelf and would taste nicer and more, yeah. ex- more exciting. But then I think this is mainly to go in the Johnny Walker. And that's probably yeah. why they don't market it here. Have you ever seen this marketed ever anywhere? I haven't seen it in a bar, I don't think. No. Again, they're relying on the, the, the continental market, I think. And most of it goes into Johnny Walker. Which is fine. That's their business model. But yeah, I wouldn't pay you that much for it. They got no. um, they got a twelve year, fifteen year, and eighteen. The eighteen's like, and they're all forty percent. Even the eighteen year, like do eighty quid. Sixteen year. You've written sixteen here. Yeah, that I added an eighteen to my notes afterwards because I all found right, okay. it. But yeah, and they're all forty percent. The only time you can get anything over forty percent is that there's an, a special eleven year and a special fourteen, fifty six and fifty five point five. Um, See, I'm I'm intrigued by them, depending mm. on their price point. Have I written it down for you? No. Okay. Well, the 11 year special, fifty six percent is eighty three quid, and the fourteen year special is uh, one hundred and fifteen. I'd want to try before I bide. <laughs> Tried before you bidden. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. And there's another one, Amber Rock. Again, there's no age statement, and I couldn't find much on it. Well, I didn't really look, to be honest, because I've written so much boring history. But that's 45 quid. So I think this is the cheaper one. I will, I'm not sure how much the 12-year is, because I didn't get that far. If you, if someone buys you a bottle of this as a present, you're not going to be disappointed when you open it up and you you're have a drink. You're not going to be disappointed, no. Yeah, if I was buying a present for someone, I wouldn't buy this, because I think there's other things out there I'd want people to have. But potentially, if it's someone who's trying to get into whiskey... Yeah, I, I might do because it's very accessible. It's really accessible. Yeah. Um, and the 40% might be something to do with that, making it slightly easier to drink, perhaps. Maybe. For the novice palate, because obviously we're not novices anymore, Nick. We're experts, whiskey pros. Mate, we're connoisseurs. <laughs> we are. <laughs> We've been knighted. We're connoisseurs. Yes. Let, let's... Um, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> Let's put more of an emphasis on con. <laughs> yeah. We're cons, uh, sirs. Cons, um, um, But yeah, the, yeah, okay. I think that's um, a, a, an adequate description of the Cardu single malt gold reserve. I don't, Hopefully I don't this, know. this show has come off as positive. We've got whiskey, we're like, meh. And we're talking about orange stuff earlier on. We're like, don't buy it. But uh, yeah, hey. 
Consumer advice, Dave. That's why we're here. Yeah, I and mean, obviously it's just our opinion. It may maybe someone is their favourite whiskey, and if that is you, we'd love to hear from you uh, yes. and explain why. Um, it is. It's not that it's bad. It's good, but it's not nice. but not for that price. I don't. Not think. for that price. And I, I hate talking about bottles, but I like a pretty bottle. It just doesn't excite me. Uh, it the looks best like part it, about it is the wood. The wood stopper. It's yeah. that's the best part about it. That is chunky. Would that fit? I've been looking for one because my Bladnock has a massive stopper like that. You've got a Bladnock as well. Have I got the same bottle? I think I have got that one. I, I have, haven't yeah. That, it was in a box. A massive want- stopper. Yeah. So, Why? Is your one broken? No, it's not. But if it ever did. Oh, right. I you, see. Know, you know, you can go for a, I don't, maybe a I don't think whiskey. this is. I don't think this is as big as that. Oh, good pop. That's good. Anyway, not talking about the Bladnock. No, we're not. But there we go. Right. So is it Cardu, Cardon't, or Card? Maybe. It's Car if you see it on special offer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Club Cardu. Club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I've impressed myself with that one. Amazing, amazing. And uh, right. let's uh, let's quit it while we're ahead. Oh, absolutely, we could, we're not going to get any better with that. <laughs> no, we're not. Get rid we're of all the history <laughs> and just put that one thing in there. You're listening to whiskey and things. Hey Nick, have you taken photos of our whiskey coins yet? No, I haven't. It's on my list. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! No, so, I should have done it the other day, but I was rushing because I was um, I was taking pictures of the Cotswolds Distillery bottle one i bought when we went there the sauternes cask so i was taking pictures of that before danny came around the other night so i could have some with danny but i forgot to do the coins did you have some with danny doesn't look like you opened it yeah what the tiniest amount ever well, i didn't give you much it's expensive <laughs> we were too busy trying jameson orange Dave. oh my god oh yeah priorities and, and we tried a uh, italian whiskey that night as well oh, very nice i'm pretty sure maybe we didn't try any doesn't oh, well. look like you've. Is it open? No. Yeah. It doesn't open. look like anything's come out of that bottle. There has because I had a bit. Because when I take the pictures, I also do a little bit in the Glencairn next to it. Of course you and, do. And I usually drink that depending on time of day. Well, anyway, but anyway let's what get what some, talking about? If you go on, if you go on our website at the moment, there's some photos taken oh, by yeah. me, and they're really good of our whiskey coin that you can get our challenge coin, and there's not many of them left. Um, so if someone wants version one of our challenge coin then you, you might want to be quite quick either sign up to our patreon or head over to our merch store on our website where there's also a few t-shirts left oh, yeah. um yeah. is there anything else on there oh and a glencairn there's a couple of glencairns left there's a couple of glencairns left under the bar right here <laughs> ready to go they are they're all ready to go under so here. we we obviously massively would appreciate it if anyone could help us out and support the podcast in that way uh, it, it means we can do stuff and we are planning things for next year. Things are being planned. They are. So, uh, yeah, revenue would be useful. It'd be handy, wouldn't it, Nick? Yeah, well, yeah. It just means we don't have to pay for stuff like websites and stuff. You know, yeah. all the back-end stuff. That's the start. It's not, it's not necessarily for whiskey. Yeah, it just pays well. for the back-end stuff. You know, websites and, I don't know, all kinds of other stuff. It Dave sorts that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I come up with a history. I, uh, I, research the, I research the exciting stuff of the show. 
you know, the history. Yeah, and, the uh, stuff people tuning in for. Absolutely. Yeah, people tuning in for that stuff. Yeah. There we go. But uh, I think I think that's it. But I've done both my jams, actually, because I wasn't going to- It is very drinkable. Want, it is very drinkable. And to be honest, I wasn't going to like- bother saving it Fair that's enough. another thing I'm like I'll just get it over with you know well next time you come and visit me the only whiskey you're going to be allowed to drink is the Cardew Gold Reserve until this bottle's gone yeah you're not drinking anything else but no, actually I think it. we'll drink it really quick because it is so drinkable yeah like if we're having a session I I think we'd get this out anyway we're talking about the whiskey game we've done it we've done it we've done it but, we've done uh, it yeah. we did our I mean, big gag we did our exactly. big gag at the end exactly the angels right. had their share yeah Uh, I've had two of mine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, anyway. um, Cheers, everyone. Thanks Thanks for for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.